Now, this particular question put me down a rabbit hole of research, and it's going to take a second to explain it. But basically, this question is giving us a new paradigm, an alternate paradigm for understanding Jesus's phrasing and words and teaching on divorce and remarriage. The end result is that um, I think what these people who take this, who are in this camp, who take this view, what they do is they basically uh, have kind of a blanket approval of large numbers of divorces, and they reinterpret Jesus's words to basically saying the opposite of what you think he's saying. You think he's saying don't get divorced. What he's actually saying is actually get fully divorced. Don't just separate without a divorce. And let me take you to the question. This question is from James. And yeah, there are a significant number of people, especially online, who have this view. So James says, Mike, can you discuss the argument of putting away versus writ of divorce? God, and here he presents the argument, uh, God hates the putting away which prevents one from remarrying and places them into further bondage because they can't move on, which is like you send your spouse away, but you're still married. Inversely, God does not hate the, quote, writ of divorce, which legally releases the spouse from the bondage of marriage. Now, I hadn't heard this view being promoted by anybody when I was surveying, like, serious, thoughtful theologians, scholars who are writing on the topic of marriage and divorce. I hadn't heard this promoted by anybody. I'm not saying there's no scholar out there who performs it. It's not like I read every guy on the planet, but it's such a minority view that it doesn't even come up in a passing footnote in the discussion on marriage and divorce in the more like serious circles. So I had to look for scholarly commentary. I had to look, you know, show me someone who doesn't, isn't just making a website on their own that's promoting this view, like show me someone who's like a theologian or they have some kind of scholastic kind of credentials so I could see them defend this argument well. Jesus is really okay with divorce. He just doesn't want you getting separated without a divorce, which completely flips the biblical teaching upside down. So what I found was a book by Robin Gould, and the book is called Divorce and Remarriage in the Bible. And, and actually books in, these, in this category all have similar titles, it seems. And so do videos, I suppose. Now in this book, Robin Gould seeks to define marriage for us. And notice these definitions, because I'm just gonna put it up front here. People who are holding this view of putting away versus rid of divorce are just being led astray by bad, bad reasoning, bad, uh, inappropriate misuse of, of ancient sources and all kinds of stuff like that. So I'm just being honest with you here. This is the end result, but let me build a case for it here. So look at how Gould defines divorce. Uh, in the beginning of the book, there's like a dictionary type thing, a vocabulary of words. And the definition of divorce is to legally dissolve a marriage in writing. Now, that is the meaning of the word divorce. And you're supposed to now, whenever you read the Bible, you're supposed to think that the word divorce means to legally dissolve a marriage in writing. Now, by the way, that's not what divorce means, but keep it in mind. Um, then, put away, the phrase put away, Robin defines as to send one's spouse away without a legal divorce writ. So put away is even more particular because literally when you say put away, it implies that you have no physical paper of divorce, which was a Jewish thing, right? To give an actual physical document of divorce. And so that's the definition of putting away. So now every time you read in the Bible, put away, that means no divorce paper. And then the word divorce means with a divorce paper. And this is of course not true, but if you take this view, here's how it's applied. This is Robin's book, quoting from the book. He was not being asked, Jesus, when he was being asked about this topic, he was not being asked if men could divorce their wives, but if they could simply put them away without the letter of divorce. Now this, 
I was shocked to see, especially after reading so much on it, but also knowing the texts themselves. The claim that Robin gives to people, and this is the kind of claim I've seen on multiple websites going around, you know, for those who have the putting away versus divorce. If you just type in the search engine, put away versus divorce, Google will give you some websites that are usually poorly designed that, um, not like my website's all that well designed, but, uh, but that's, that's what you'll usually get that try to promote this view. And they'll say Jesus was being asked really when they said, Jesus, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? What they really meant was, can, can I just put away my wife, tell her to leave the house? She's still married to me. She can't marry anyone else. She has no rights of separation from me. And I am just going to go live my life and maybe even marry someone else. That's the question that we're asking Jesus. Um, uh, nobody thinks this. <laughs> nobody thinks this. Um, well, almost nobody. But I was really curious to see what was in Appendix C. As you see on Robin's book right here, it's like, go to Appendix C for the proof that when they were talking to Jesus, they were asking about putting away, which means no certificate of divorce. And they weren't asking about divorce. So I went to Appendix C in the book, and this is the whole appendix. It's these columns of writing from an interlinear Bible. Okay, if you don't know Greek, this might be impressive to you. But if you know even a tiny bit of Greek, you, you know this is just snippings from an interlinear Bible. And it says, you know, put away in divorce, Mark 10.2 and Mark 10.4. It partially quotes Mark 10.2. In this passage, the first snipping, uh, this one here that I'm moving on around, <laughs> this guy, it doesn't even actually quote the full passage of Mark 10.2. It doesn't even get to the part that talks about putting away. So... I think he unintentionally didn't include the whole thing he meant to, right? It's just, and you can see the, the English part here. And having come to him, the Pharisees demanded of him if it was lawful for a husband, a wife, and the next phrase would be to divorce, right? But it's not in there, the apoluo. Then he switches over to Mark 10, 4, and it just says, and they said, permitted Moses a bill of divorce to, to write and to send her away, which literally combines the two ideas and refutes Robin's whole thesis, right? If, if putting away is, is exclu mutually exclusive from divorce, putting away is no certificate divorce is with, then why on earth did they say they're putting away the wife and writing a certificate of divorce? Why are they doing both, right? Because his appendix just refutes his own theories here. This is um, problematic to say the least. So let's talk about this in a bit more detail. Now, to try to sustain the idea that put away is something other than actually divorcing when they're actually identical, he's going to offer a definition of a Greek word as well. So the word apoluo, which is often translated divorce, in the King James is translated putting away. That word, according to Robin Gould, that word means, and I'm reading from his book now, it's the Greek word for separate without divorce papers. This is completely fabricated, right? It doesn't mean separate without divorce papers. This is made up. This is fantasy land, you know, Greek stuff. Uh, to send away without writing. This is merely the physical separation of the union. This accomplishes the act of divorcement, but is not itself the divorce. Um, that, it, that's incoherent. I won't get into all the details, but it's incoherent. It's wrong. Let me tell you what an actual scholarly source, uh, BDAG, which is an actual lexicon, highly respected. Here's what it says about apoluo when it's used in the context of, of divorce or getting rid of a marriage. It says that what it means is, quote, to dissolve a marriage relationship to divorce. There's nothing about not writing a certificate. There's nothing about writing a certificate. Sometimes divorce requires writing a certificate in a Jewish culture. Sometimes it doesn't in a Greek culture. 
The word, though, it means divorce. In the context of marriage, apaluo means divorce. That's just what it means. This is embarrassingly bad. It's shameful. It's shameful because people like this who pretend to know the, the Greek language, they should know better. Now, what about in the Hebrew culture? If we go back to even Old Testament times or if we talk about the Hebrew culture and the, and the language of the people in Jesus' time, if we go to that language, we have the word shalak. That's the word that they're using when they say divorce. And that word, you can translate putting away. But according to Instone Brewer, scholar in this field who spent a whole lot of time studying this topic, he says it just means divorce in the context of marriage. And it's the same as Apaluo. In the context of marriage, shalak means divorce. It doesn't mean putting away without divorce papers. It just doesn't mean that. This is silly. Now, it is true. It is true. And here's, you know, there's always truth in the midst of stuff that's ultimately a lie, right? Well, the, the truth that's in the midst of this lie with this group, the people who are being taught this thing, they're told that, you know, in 1400 BC here when Moses is around, there is a putting away or a, di a divorcing without papers, right? And then Moses, he's like, you're going to put your wife away, put your wife away, put your wife away. In Deuteronomy 24, he's like, you better write her a certificate of divorce. So he does change the custom of how a divorce works by adding a certificate, which gives more rights to the women, freedom from that man, from his control in the future, from him taking her back against her will, that type of thing, freedom to marry someone else even. So that's all That's all true. But as Instone Brewer suggests, it's wrong to read back from the 14th century BC all the way into the first century AD as if the same issues were the issues that were going on, right? Yeah, yeah, there was an issue back then. It doesn't translate to the first century because it just wasn't the problem anymore. This is a tricky and complicated way of making up new definitions of words. Now, to make this point even more clear, I want to share with you several Bible verses that you didn't have to know Greek or Hebrew to see that Gould's theory is wrong or that this put away versus rid of divorce thing doesn't stand. You didn't have to. You just had to look up the texts themselves because the Bible is written in such a way God brilliantly protects us so often. You can learn it from the original languages, but you can also just get it straight from the text in your language. So here we go. This first one is Jeremiah 3.8. God speaks here of him divorcing Israel. And here's how he talks about it. He says, she saw that for all the adulteries of that faithless one Israel, I had sent her away. That's put away right? That, that is the same phrase in the Hebrew of put away. He goes, with the decree of divorce. With the decree of divorce, which means that the decree of divorce, the certificate of divorce is just how you put someone away. It's how you divorce them. Because put away just means divorce. It doesn't mean to separate without giving papers. It doesn't mean less than divorce. It just means divorce. The divorce certificate is how you would put them away or divorce them. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 1 also helps. Here we read, thus says the Lord, where is your mother's certificate of divorce with which I sent her away? Right? This is the same phrase of being put away or sent away. Same phrase. This is what's happening, right? You're put away through the use of a certificate of divorce because being put away is being divorced. Even in the New Testament, we see this as well. Look at how they asked Jesus the question about divorce originally. Remember, Robin thought Jesus is being asked something totally weird and wacky about, am I allowed to send my wife away and not give her a certificate and then still we're technically married and I marry someone else? Like this is their supposed question on Gould's theory, but look at what they actually ask. Why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to send her away? So you're, you're getting both, right? Because the divorce certificate is the method of sending one away. That was the, the revolution in the Mosaic law. Now you need a certificate which increases the rights of the woman. So this whole theory just ultimately falls apart. Um, now, in the Roman world, to say that apoluo in the Greek means, you know, this whole idea of um, you, uh, you, you 
separate without a divorce certificate is is even harder to sustain when you get to the Greek world. Because in the Greek world, separation literally was divorce. They didn't require any certificates. And it was still an actual and very real divorce that provided rights and freedoms to each of the spouses. And all you had to do was literally move out of the house or kick them out of your house if you were the homeowner. And so apoluo just means divorce. That's, that's it. It just means divorce. If you want more on that particular topic, you can look up the book by Craig Keener, which has lots of footnotes, which is where you'll want to spend your time on this particular issue. And um, that's on page 51 of his book, And Marries Another. The reason why I didn't see this particular, you know, put away versus rid of divorce interpretation style is because it's a weird theory promoted by people who are abusing information or they don't understand it well enough. They shouldn't be teaching it because they don't know it. And it's promoted to those who also don't know it, but they feel like they're getting this sort of revelation of insight of the deep, the deeper understanding of the text, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't stand up. And I'd say this, if you fall in for this teaching, you, you, you didn't just err because you trusted someone you shouldn't trust. Look, that happens. That happens. Your error was you didn't actually go back to the text of scripture to just read it. After you heard these definitions, put away versus rid of divorce, you didn't just read the verses to see if that definition even works in the context because that would have refuted it for you. So I hope that that's an, an encouragement for you, that before you swallow a new theory, you should go back to the Bible and just check and see if it even works with the verses you're reading. If you like more on the topic of marriage and divorce, my playlist for the whole thing is down below. And if you like thinking biblically about everything, you might subscribe to my channel.